It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Turn off their screens and turn on your kids' imagination with Pinna, the only ad-free, screen-free audio app custom-made for kids. Get your kids puzzling and participating with podcasts. Hello and welcome to Don't Break the Rules. Audiobooks. The adventures of Captain Underpants. Music and more. Download Pinna from your app store to start your free trial. That's P-I-N-N-A. Pinna. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into the Lockdown Podcast Network. I am Louis DiBiase, the host of the Lockdown Eagles Podcast, and joining me today on the first edition of Crossover Wednesday, as it is officially week one for the 2019 NFL season, I'm joined by the host of Lockdown Redskins, Chris Russell. And guys, today's show, we'd like to thank Mac Weldon. The opening week of the NFL is brought to you by Mac Weldon. It is a premium men's essentials brand that believes in smart design and premium fabrics. It's better than whatever you're wearing right now. If you need a wardrobe rebuild, you got to go with Mac Weldon. Use the promo code LOCKEDON and that'll get you 20% off at MacWeldon.com. Chris, good to talk to you again. Uh, we are uh, revisiting uh-huh. here since uh, the end of last year where the Eagles got into the playoffs against Washington Week 17, and we're here to start a, a new season. And two teams that are on interesting uh, different paths, I think we, we could say right now. Very, very different. Absolutely. My man, Louie, good to talk to you uh, as well. Hope you had a great offseason. And yeah, uh-huh. definitely. I mean, the Eagles are obviously playoff team, playoff contenders, and really Super Bowl contenders, uh, as we know. And the Redskins are just hoping to be above average. And that's where we're at. And, you know, certainly it's been a very interesting offseason for both organizations, but it's always, always a little bit of a circus and a little bit of a a drama show. Uh, It is a male soap opera and then some for the Washington Redskins. Yeah, it is. uh, It's interesting with Washington, Chris. I'm curious to see what you think where fans are and the media alike with this organization because. You know, like you said, I mean, it's, it seems like a soap opera all the time with that organization. You know, you got Trent Williams holding out right now at left tackle. Uh, Case Keenum, the starting quarterback right now. At the same time, though, I mean, I really like their draft class. I like Dwayne Haskins. I'm very excited about Darius Geis returning in the backfield for them. Um, you know, Terry McLaurin out of Ohio State, Kelvin Harmon. So they added a lot of young talent. Montez Sweat on the edge in the first round, another player that I really liked uh, coming out of school this year. So you know at the same time it's like I kind of like the personnel they've added but like you said a lot of distractions within the front office and with you know some conflict with players right now so it's kind of a a murky I I can't really figure out Washington in their path right now yeah you know so it's interesting because I mean obviously so much is predicated on what ultimately happens at quarterback and when Wayne Haskins actually plays and we know that won't be this week and it shouldn't be quite honestly this week because he's not ready um, but to your overall and general point, the Redskins have done a much better job in the draft the last two, three years. You know, mm-hmm. Scott McLuhan, when he was running the show here for a couple of years, 2015 and 2016, 
they only have Brandon Share from Temple's own Matt Ioannidis, um, you, you know, uh, to, to show for those two drafts. Quite honestly, they, they, you know, everyone else flamed out or left after a first and initial contract, i.e., Jameson Crowder, uh, somebody like that. And really, for 2014 through 2016, uh, which predates Scott McLuhan by a year um, and, and starts with the Jake Rudin era, those first three years, they only have three players to show for those three years. Mm-hmm. So naturally, there was a lot of roster spots open. There was a lot of, you know, good, I, I guess, mid to late round picks that Kyle Smith, the director of college scouting, who is the son of A.J. Smith, former longtime Charger uh, general manager, and he was an executive here with the Bills for a couple of years. So they've done a much better job in that area, but they've also had the room on their roster because of so many flameouts and because they didn't sign guys back for those second contracts right. to allow those guys to make the roster and contribute. Uh, that being said, they've done a much better job in general of getting good, hardworking, high-character football players that have contributed in both the first rounds and also the seventh rounds, which is kind of ironic. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you look at it once again, good young talent, but here is this conflict with Trent Williams right now at left tackle. They're going to be starting Donald Penn, it looks like, week one Mm -hmm. on the left side with Eric Flowers at left guard. How concerned are you about that offensive line going up against this Eagles defensive line on Sunday? You have to be. I mean, how can you not be? Even with Trent Williams, I would be a little bit nervous going up against what kind of talent the Eagles bring. And we know, uh, and, and I'm sure you've you know, obviously talked about this a lot, mm-hmm. that Fletcher Cox is, is questionable, at least for this game, but he's expected to play. Right. But when you throw, you know, when you throw Brandon Graham, the newly signed Malik Jackson, Derek Barnett, who I know is a little bit banged up, Benny Curry, Timmy Jernigan, Hassan Ridgeway, you know, and, and, I mean, they have depth upon depth upon depth where you're rotating six, seven guys, that's going to – my concern is not so much with Donald Penn and Eric Flowers in the first quarter, first quarter and a half. What I wonder is how they're going to be late third quarter, in the fourth quarter, when the game probably – you know, I don't know how you see the game playing out, Lou, but, you know, the game probably will be a one-score-ish type game either way, mm-hmm. late third or early fourth. If it's hot, humid, those guys – or, you know, one is old, 10, 36, didn't play a lot last year, and one is completely brand new to guard and was a horrible tackle and so far has been, you know, very inconsistent learning the guard position and is a massive human being. So if the Eagles can wear them out with a fresh rotation like I would expect, you know, from Schwartz and, and the crew that I just mentioned, that's going to be where the Eagles, I think, take this game over. Yeah, absolutely, and we'll get into some matchups to look out for, you know, on the Eagles' offensive side against Washington's defense and vice versa. Before before we take a break here, Chris, this is also an interesting game, just from a story, like a talking points, you know, from, from the media side, it's hard not to have a lot of content to discuss this week because there's a lot of guys taking on their former teams. I mean, Deshaun Jackson is back with Philly, but he played multiple seasons with the Redskins. Of course, he gave the Eagles a lot of problems. The Eagles were 1-5 when Deshaun Jackson was with the Redskins against Washington. So Deshaun now back on the Philadelphia side of this rivalry. Zach Brown is going to be one of the starting inside linebackers against his Mm -hmm. former Redskins team. Wendell Smallwood here on the other side joins Washington this weekend. Trayvon Hester, who was the the hero of the wildcard game against Chicago this year with the double doink where he tipped Cody Parkey's field goal. So that's kind of an interesting part of this too is a very 
smaller version of like revenge games. When you also look at it too with Case Keenum, this is the first time he's been at Lincoln Financial Field since he got blown right. out in the NFC Championship game with the Vikings two years ago. Yeah, no doubt about it. Lots of juicy little storylines, like you mentioned. Um, you know, for me, the Redskins have gone up against Deshaun Jackson last year in Tampa, and they did a pretty decent job on him. If memory serves me correct, even though Tampa moved the football, um, the Redskins got a lot of turnovers in that game, and I realize it's a completely different offense and context and quarterback and so on and so forth, but I'm really interested to see how Zach Brown responds against his former team. There was a lot of, you know, quite honestly, ill will um, for him here in Washington So uh, because he didn't work out. and He has amazing athletic ability, and he has the ability to be a much better player that he has consistently uh, displayed in the NFL, and quite honestly, that's why he's bounced around from Tennessee to Buffalo to Washington and now to Philadelphia. We're going to get into it. We're going to get into the Eagles' defense versus Washington's offense and vice versa. Coming up next on this crossover edition of the Locked On Eagles and Locked On Redskins podcast. And guys and gals, we'd like to thank DoorDash today for sponsoring the podcast. Long day at work, still stuck at the office? Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be delivered to you wherever you are. Right now, our Locked On Eagles and Redskins listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code LOCKDOWN. And we'd also like to thank another one of our sponsors today, DraftKings. And look, it's time to celebrate. Football fans, it's finally back. And DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy football, has huge week one contests. The first one starts this Thursday night, tomorrow night, Packers-Bears kicking off the season in a single-game showdown with $2.5 million in total prizes up for grabs. Draft your single-game showdown lineup and feel the sweat like never before. It's simple. Just draft six players from the season opener, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Plus, new users who sign up today on DraftKings using the promo code LOCKDOWN will receive a free shot at the $1 million top prize. Nothing adds to the sweat of watching the game, quite like having a shot at a million dollar payday. Get in on the season opener action. Download the DraftKings app now and use the code LOCKDOWN. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for a limited time. Both new and existing users can get a deposit bonus up to $500. Once again, that's promo code LOCKDOWN only at DraftKings. We'll be right back. Louis DiBiase and Chris Russell on this crossover Wednesday. Hi, it's David Locke. You know how cool it is when you find something you like and then you realize you like it even more and even more? That's how I am about Mack Weldon. It was a few years ago I heard about Mack Weldon for the first time. I ordered the t-shirt and the box. was like, this is solid. Now all of a sudden I look inside my closet. Every one of my t-shirts is a Mack Weldon t-shirt. The long sleeve shirts are my favorite. The air knit boxers are my workout choice. And I look over at my son. He's wearing the ace sweatpants. He's wearing the warm knit waffle long sleeve shirts. Mac Weldon brings you smart designs, premium fabrics, and they're just fabulous. You know why? Because they're better than whatever you're wearing right now. Check it out. MacWeldon.com with the promo code locked on. You get 20% off your first order. It's going to be a hard time choosing which ones you like best, but start it off just with a t-shirt or maybe one of the long sleeve shirts. As the weather begins to change, make sure you look at those ace sweatpants. They're just great. And you're going to find out that what starts as one little thing, Mack Weldon's going to be your go-to spot. So do it now. MacWeldon.com, 20% off your first order with the promo code locked on. That's MacWeldon.com, promo code locked on. 
All right, we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Louis DiBiase, Chris Russell on this crossover Wednesday edition of Lockdown Eagles and Lockdown Redskins. So, uh, Chris, we kind of hinted at it in the first segment that we were going to get into here now some matchups, Eagles offense versus Washington's defense, vice versa. I mentioned to my co-host Gino Camilleri yesterday on the show that if this game is going to be close, I feel like it's more so going to be an offensive battle because – while, yes, the Redskins have some concerns on the left side of their offensive line, you have Derek Barnett on the defensive line for the Eagles coming back from an injury, Fletcher Cox coming back from an injury, mm-hmm. Nigel Bradham, his whole health has been up in the air this summer after he injured his uh, toe against the Saints in the playoffs last year, so he was kind of, people thought he was not going to play in this game, now he's expected to, but they got a right. lot of players banged up. Even if they're going to play, they're not going to be at 100%. So for me, looking at that, most of the injuries for the Eagles are coming from the defensive side of the football. Offense, they're healthy and they're loaded. I think if this game is going to be a close one, it's because Washington can put up points. Yeah, I, I mean, I can certainly see that scenario, and I'm with you. Uh, you, you, you also, I, I don't think you mentioned even Ron Darby, who's you know, right. expected to play in this game, who's been banged up. So, you know, I, I think when you look at it, I, I trust that Case Keenum is going to be able to run this offense, and the Redskins are going to, try and establish the run against, you know, a run defense last year that, as I, I'm sure we, you know, I know we talked about uh, for one, at least one of those two matchups, if not both of those matchups, yielded quite a bit in terms of yards per play, meaning the Eagles defense, because I think they're so aggressive and they like to get up the field that naturally you're going to be able to hit them. Well, now the Redskins bring back Darius Guns. They still have Adrian Peterson who re-signed, and, you know, some say the head coach wanted to let go. Um they still they have a healthy for now, Chris Thompson. So I think the Redskins are going to be able to establish the run and hit them from more of a spread out look. I think that's one of the things that Kevin O'Connell, the new offensive coordinator, Tim Rattay, the new quarterbacks coach, along with Jay Gruden, who's still the head coach and play caller, are going to want to do some jet sweeps, spreading out the Eagles, thinning out that box area, if you will, and mm-hmm. putting them in precarious situations, trying to get them in nickels from pass looks and then run out of those pass and spread concepts loop. You know, I, I just think, you know, I, I don't know how the Redskins are going to go toe-to-toe if Carson Wentz is on his game, but I do agree with you that I do think the Redskins are going to be able to score some points and probably get into the, the low 20s, and hey, if they can get into the high 20s, they would be probably in pretty good position to win this game. Yeah, I think a few matchups that I'm looking forward to on this perspective, Eagles defense versus Washington's offense, uh, Malik Jackson versus Eric Flowers. If Malik Jackson can get after Flowers and get to Keenum, we know how much quarterbacks hate pressure coming up the middle of the field. It pretty much takes away all of their pocket movement. They get flushed outside, and the Eagles have really good edge rushers. So if Malik Jackson can get to Eric Flowers, and then get to Case Keenum. That's going to be a big one. But also, Chris, I really am excited to see these young receivers for Washington. I mentioned Terry McLaurin, uh, Kelvin Harmon. You got Paul Richardson there as well versus this young Eagles cornerback group. While you have Darby coming back from injury and he's experienced, you also have Sidney Jones in his third year who Mm -hmm. last year after six games was injured once again. He, his entire rookie season was pretty much a red shirt because he tore his Achilles at his pro day at Washington in 2017. He's getting the shot right here on the outside over Razul Douglas and Jalen Mills, who was placed on the PUP list this weekend, right. and Avante Maddox, a second-year guy in the slot. So that's another battle that could go back and forth. Who knows how that's going to pan out because of all the youth. 
I agree with you. I, mean, I think the Redskins made a mistake in not keeping a veteran uh, like a Josh Doxson and going with four guys mm-hmm. as receivers. And they won't activate all six on game day, uh, but you know they'll have probably five up. And I would guess rookie Kelvin Harmon might be the outside looking in, unless Paul Richardson can't play because of his quad. And we know Paul Richardson is fast, speedy, and yeah. electric and, and, and when, when healthy, but he's never healthy. So – you know, I, I, I think that's a great point, and that was one area that I do think the Redskins have a slight advantage in, even though I respect the hell out of Ron Darby. Uh, and obviously we talked about the pass rush of the Eagles a little bit, and that's going to be key just in general. I do think the Redskins are going to be able to make some, some hay, if you will, on the outside. And I think the guy to look for is Terry McLaurin. They are really, Agreed. really high out of the rookie wide receiver out of Ohio State. He's got four three five speed. He can work from the inside and the outside because I think Trey Quinn, the slot guy for the Redskins, is going to have his hands more than full with Avante Maddox. But when you take that away or if you control that, then you still have to deal with Jordan Reed, who we expect to play, but is still officially in concussion protocol. And then you have to worry on the outside, like I said, about a guy like Terry McLaurin, who, yes, while a rookie, uh, has a, a, a lot of polish and, again, a lot of speed for a rookie receiver that many people didn't know about uh, from anything other than, quite honestly, his special teams prowess. I'm really excited about McLaurin. I thought he, you know, Paris Campbell got a lot of the hype coming out of Ohio State last year because of his burning speed. But you look at McLaurin, he was honestly probably the more complete receiver coming out. And like you said, I mean, 40 time, he was right there with some of the fastest. Paris Campbell was up there, Miko Hardman. And here was Terry McLaurin, like you said, 4-3 speed. That is going to be a matchup that's fun to watch because the Eagles corners here also are athletic. Them choosing Sidney Jones and Ronald Darby and Avante Maddox over guys like Zuglas, and maybe even if Jalen Mills was healthy, was they preferred here the uh, more flexible, athletic, faster, agile corner. So that is going to be a really fun battle to watch in McLaurin versus those corners. We're going to get into now the Eagles offense versus Washington's defense coming up next. Locked on Eagles and locked on Redskins. Louis DiBiase and Chris Russell joining you on the show. And guys, we're sponsored today by my bookie. If you found $100 in the street, would you pick it up or keep walking? Of course, you take the money. So why do you keep picking winners and not betting on them. That's why I like to go to my bookie. It's fast, it's easy, and they pay when you win. Let's face it, when you're betting, it's just as important as who you're betting. I wouldn't be telling you guys to bet with them if they weren't the best in the business. Do the smart thing. If you're going to bet football this season, bet with my bookie. If by the second half it looks like your bet is going to lose, you can always take the other side. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. If all your picks come through, you'll multiply your winnings, and no matter how you bet, the NFL season is the best time of year. Join now and my bookie will double your first deposit. Use the promo code that's locked on. Once again, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N to activate the offer. That's promo code locked on. Visit mybookie.ag today. Finding the right pros for home projects can be tough and spark a lot of questions like, how do I find a pro who can help? Will they do a good job? Will I get a fair price? Well, that's where HomeAdvisor can help. From leaky faucets to major remodels, HomeAdvisor connects you to the right pro for the job in seconds and even helps you get a fair price. Read reviews, check project cost guides, and book appointments. Go to HomeAdvisor.com or download the free HomeAdvisor app to start your next project. 
All right, everybody, we are back. Welcome in. Final segment, it is Crossover Wednesday. Louis DiBiase of Lockdown Eagles and Chris Russell. So, Chris, we talked about the Eagles' defense versus Washington's offense. We both agree that uh, if this is going to be a close game, I feel like a lot of it will come down to just points. I think offensive production is going to be yep. something that you could see a lot of in this game on both sides. And one thing you mentioned uh, before the show was the third down production of the Eagles compared mm-hmm. to Washington, and that could be a big game changer on Sunday. Yeah, a huge X factor because, you know, Washington expects to have Jordan Reed back, which they did not for the Week 17 matchup for, for whatever that's worth. But they didn't – Jordan Reed hasn't been healthy for a couple of years. He is in concussion protocol, so he's not 100%, but he's such a game changer that he can really make the Redskins really good on third down if he's healthy, right, and ready to go. Mm-hmm. And I think he hasn't been a factor for them the last couple of years because of those injuries. But the Eagles on third down defense, and all the Birds fans know this, you know, number six in the NFL last year, Louis, 35.3%. And then Furthermore, the Redskins have struggled miserably, and a lot of that, again, is because of Jordan Reed inside the red zone. Well, now they go in Philadelphia or at Philadelphia against last year's number one red zone defense in terms of allowing touchdowns at just 44.6% and number one against a goal-to-goal situation. So, I, I mean, to me, if the Redskins don't convert inside the red zone at least twice, they have no shot of winning this game, none. Yeah, it's that those situational moments in the games, you know, situational football that can often, you know, change the tide, especially if it is a close one. And when you look at the Eagles offense compared to Washington's defense, I think this is the matchup to watch more so than Eagles defense versus Washington's offense, because I think, like, again, we said the Eagles defense, it's kind of a little battered up right now. They're going to have most of their, if not everybody out there, except for Camus Grugia Hill, one of their starting inside linebackers, they're going to be healthy, but it's a lot of guys returning from injury. And with the Redskins, you know, young weapons, new quarterback, uh, suspect left side of the offensive line. Whereas this side, Chris, I think the Eagles are again, one of the most talented teams in the NFL when it comes to offense, but Washington's defense too. I mean, you bring in Landon Collins, you still have Kerrigan, Montez Sweat in the first round, you know, Allen there as well at the defensive line. You guys have talent up front and in the secondary that this could be a chess match. This could be the one that is the more high-powered matchup. Yeah, and there is no doubt that the Redskins are built to win on defense. And with a ball control-ish type offense, that will take chances from time to time, but they are built to win on defense. And certainly that is an area, you know, the Eagles offensive line is is, is, is pretty good uh, across the board, obviously, with Peters, and I know they drafted Dillard uh, and Kelsey and Brandon Brooks and Lane Johnson. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and, and the Redskins have had some success getting after Carson Wentz. They just have not been able to corral him when given the opportunity to, and that's to his credit. I wonder how rusty he will be. Uh, also, again, the back injury and not playing a whole lot. Yeah, I know we got plenty of practice reps. Uh, you know, practice means very little to me in my book because quarterbacks cannot be hit. Quarterbacks cannot be tackled. So I wonder how his timing and his rhythm uh, will be affected by the Redskins pass rush. You mentioned Landon Collins. I would expect the Redskins, game plan-wise, to blitz Landon Collins off the edge or up the A-gap either side of the center uh, once or twice in this game, maybe a little bit more than that. I think they plan to be very aggressive in that regard. And also their inside linebackers, Sean Dion Hamilton uh, and John Bostic, who replaces Ruben Foster, who they lost in May to a torn ACL, who they were planning on being a big part uh, of this defense. And quite honestly, that's a break for the Eagles. 
I think those two guys will get after it, twist and stun, and kind of, again, be more aggressive. Rob Ryan is their inside linebacker's coach, brother of Rex, and you know how that family tree is in terms mm. of aggressiveness and getting after you with blitzes and, and all sorts of kind of exotic looks. So that's, to me, where the Redskins can win this game on defense. Yeah, and Kerrigan, Lane Johnson has said it before, Ryan Kerrigan's one of the hardest guys that he's had to block in the NFL when he was mentioning guys by name specifically. So uh, that's going to be one. Getting to Carson Wentz, we'll see. I mean, his mobility last year definitely was hampered. I mean, he's recovering from a torn ACL, and then he has that back injury. He is healthy right now. That'll be a big part. It's been a part that he's able, he's been able to have success against Washington throughout the first three years of his career is through when you know structure breaks down and he's able to make plays out outside of that structure on the run, making things happen for his weapons down the field with his legs. So uh, that will be something to definitely watch, especially if they're dialing up the blitz, but also part of that too, will be getting the ball out quickly, you know, recognizing those blitzes are coming and utilizing what I think is going to be a heavy package for the Eagles this year. And that's 12 personnel. When you have two tight ends and Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard, that can be matchup nightmares for opposing defenses. How do you think the Redskins will you know, try to stop that combination at tight end. Are they going to go, you know, you talked about Collins blitzing a lot. Are they going to use him on these tight ends? Is it going to be somebody like Bostic at inside linebacker? What is the... I think they would be making a mistake if if, if Bostic and Tony has to carry up the scene, either Goddard or especially Zach Ertz. So I would would venture a guess that you're going to see more landing Collins and more Monte Nicholson. They're starting free safety who got in some trouble off the field last year and didn't play in that final Eagles-Redskins game in Week 17, but has plenty of athleticism, speed, and size. So I'm interested in seeing that matchup. Now, of course, you know, again, everything depends on formations and how, what the Eagles show. Uh, you mentioned the 12 personnel package. I mean, obviously, you know, if you're doing that, you're probably going to see more two wide receiver looks. So, you know, the Redskins could match up with a spot corner in – Dominique rogers Camardi or Jimmy Borland, who's a seventh-round rookie. And that's one guy that I also think is going to be interesting in, in, in this game is whoever he goes up against, whether it's, at, you know, whether it's, you know, whoever from the, the spot. And I, I guess what, Aguilar is going to work probably? Yeah, it's going to be Aguilar you know? in the slot. Yeah. yeah. Jimmy Moreland from JMU, James Madison, seventh-round pick, he's going to be a really fascinating guy to watch because either – He's in coverage there, or maybe he can walk down again on one of the tight ends and use his speed and his feisty and competitiveness, and he's a ball hawk. He is a guy who's always got his hands on the ball. Who always I don't know how he lasted the seventh round, Louie, but this guy could be an X factor mm-hmm. and that can help the Redskins in terms of dictating some of those matchups. Well, and I think a big factor here, too, is Deshaun Jackson. We talked about injuries. Deshaun Jackson broke his left ring finger uh, just right. a couple weeks ago. So that's another thing is Jackson's not going to be 100%. I mean, at the same time, though, we know his speed alone, his presence on the field is a threat that you always have to take into account because at any moment he can break off a 70-yard, you know, 60-plus-yard touchdown down the field. But I do think with that being a factor as well, you will see more two tight end sets for the 
Eagles and, uh, you know, running back wise as well. If they can find a way to get after mismatches, if they can find a way to pair up these Washington linebackers with a tight end or a running back like Miles Sanders down the field or Darren Sproles, I think utilizing the running backs in the passing game is something the Eagles can finally get back to because last year they really had no choice but to use Josh Adams and Wendell Smallwood, which, which was just not really an ideal situation. Yeah, and you know, it's interesting, by by subtracting Zach Brown, who, again, is very fast and athletic, mm-hmm. the Redskins were most disappointed in him because he couldn't figure it out in pass coverage, and he couldn't figure out how to be in the right spot and where he was supposed to be, and that's something obviously the Eagles now have to worry about and think about and kind of cover up and, and deal with. The Redskins don't, but the Redskins also subtracted Mason Foster, who was really slow and kind of lumbering, and they could constantly be exposed not only by tight ends, but also, as you mentioned, the running backs out of the backfield on screens, on checkdowns, on wheel routes, on arrow routes, and all that stuff. I think the Redskins are going to be better equipped to handle some of that uh, this year, even though, again, they lost Ruben Foster, and that was a big loss. I think Sean Dion Hamilton, and again, John Bostic, and Josh Harvey Clemens is another guy to look out for. He's got speed, athleticism. He's been around and playing that dime linebacker role. Uh, and, and very good pass coverage. So, again, I think the Redskins are better equipped to deal with some of the strengths of the Eagles and things that really used to hurt them uh, this year, finally. Now, can they do it? Uh, you know, we got to see what happens on Sunday at the point. It's going to be a fun one, Chris. I mean, these are two teams that, even when they're not both good at the same time, it always feels like one team is contending and the other one is kind of hitting the reset button a little bit. You know, you look at um, when the Redskins had Kirk Cousins and Deshaun Jackson, the Eagles were going through a transition with from Chip Kelly to Doug Peterson. And now it seems like Washington's trying to get younger, especially on offense. And Philadelphia here is almost, I would say, in the golden era of their championship window. So it's going to be a fun one. I mean, it's going to be close. NFC East games normally are. And uh, we kick off the season on Sunday at 1 o'clock. I think it's going to be an exciting one at Lincoln Financial Field. Looking forward to it, man. I, you know, I, I think the Eagles win, Louie, but I don't think it's uh, – you know, I, I had it about a 10-point game last week. I, I kind of inched closer to a one-score game, but I think the Eagles win. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at all if this is a close one. Um, I think it being at Lincoln Financial Field is a big advantage for the Eagles because they are – a very good home team, but yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at all if Washington stays in this one for sure. Chris Russell, Louis DiBiase joining you on this crossover Wednesday edition of Locked on Eagles and Locked on Redskins. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast to get four to five shows a week into your phone. Just tell Siri or Alexa to play Locked on Eagles or Locked on Redskins and, uh, the conversation always continues on Twitter as well. You can follow me on Twitter at DiBiase, L O E. Chris, where can they find your stuff? Well, individually at WrestleMania 61 or at Locked Redskins, at Locked Redskins for all sorts of uh, Redskins only coverage. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of the show. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow. We have just a couple days to go until the Eagles and Redskins kick off the 2019 NFL season. And hey, we got tomorrow night, we got a football game as well Packers, Bears on Thursday night football. For Chris Russell, I'm Louis DiBiase signing off. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.